0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the So i Podcast. It's your boy, Felipe, joined by my co-host,
1: Rowan Marcelino. Uh, come- <laughs>
0: that's new.
1: What? That's always been my name.
0: Oh, all right.
1: Your hosts, Ron Marcelino and Felipe Keeley. Um, mm-hmm. um- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you <he> said, <laughs> that's beef. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's yeah. a beautiful day. A 40 degree Wisconsin day.
0: It's 60, 63.
1: Feels 40. <laughs>
0: it was this morning. Actually, the low today was 39 degrees and it's only October.
1: Pop quiz if you can tell us which day we recorded on, we'll give you 50 bucks.
0: Uh, Rowan, <laughs> we'll give you 50 bucks. I will not partake.
1: Based on the information we just gave you and any information this and next episode, 50 bucks on the line. Yeah. If you find out, hit us up. Sure.
0: (laughs) Rowan's giving you 50 bucks if you can guess what day we recorded on. Also, before we get into the episode, huge shout out to our sponsors. You know who you are, all four of you. Love you. Appreciate you. And our biggest Longest running supporter, Chris Swenson at Rabbit Hole Records. He's, you know, uh, Chris, if you're listening, we miss you. And we need to get back in the studio. Uh, and we're going to bring this with us. Also, we got we got this flag going. It's pretty dope. I wish yeah. it was a, a, pr- in a windy day yeah, that, outside that, of that, the basement that. where we could actually fly this and be, so I was thinking patriotic. But... New Looks goal. beautiful.
1: Next year we're gonna have a yacht,
0: <laughs> and the goal please is please keep sponsoring us.
1: The goal is to have that waving as we uh, take off, pillage other uh ships.
0: Podcasts, yes. podcast ships. Goal of 2022 is to shout out the navy. We're coming after you. I don't want to. Fail. <laughs> uh, can we do like a whack navy, like the? Uh...
1: No, we'll be whacking some navies.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: Whack. Um, Give him the good old bonk. Um,
0: Sure. (laughs) All right. Well, Ron, what are we talking about today? We are on part two of the series.
1: Yeah, we're on part el doso of uh, our series, Famous Last Words, where we go over John uh, 14 through 16, which are basically Jesus's last words before he goes up. and, And 17. Yeah. Where he goes up and gets crucified and all that fun stuff, all that jazz. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And today we're on uh, John 15. If you didn't see the first part, go there because we are going to be referencing it every now and again.
0: Absolutely. Hit the link in our bio or if you're on Spotify or any of the other things, just listen to the last episode. Yeah, (laughs) and if you're on the YouTubes, well, just you know what to do. Yeah. Rowan will put the thing in the video that you could just click on because he knows how to work that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absol- absolutely. So, John 15, shall we begin?
0: Yeah. Should we read it?
1: I think we should read it.
0: Um, this is one of my favorite passages. Rowan and I actually started a tradition a few years ago. We did. Uh, Guy's Weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, this last year, I spoke... On or i did a devotional on john 15 jesus saying that he is divine and we are the branches and this is an interesting part of jesus's last um message to his disciples because uh uh, like he is both speaking in like a a metaphor but then also speaking very plainly to his disciples and conveying truth that they need to know so john 15 Jesus starts, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Rowan, this first section, what are we looking at? What is Jesus trying to say? Actually, should we recap John 14 and how we got here? I don't well, remember it. So let's go on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so basically what Jesus is saying here is like oh, when we head. become <laughs> when we become Christian, when we accept Jesus into our life, we open ourselves up to pruning, right? Jesus cuts away everything that's bad and he like cultivates whatever's good so that overall we be, we look more and more like Jesus does. And I real quick want to focus on what verse 4 says, uh, "Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. it must remain in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me." The way I read that, right, is that we need two things in order to bear fruit. Because when Jesus says bearing fruit, what he means is what we're producing as Christians. Are we producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, forgiveness, gentleness, self-control? Did I get all of them?
0: Was that seven? I missed
1: one. I wasn't counting.
0: I always, I always nail forbearance and forget all the other fruits. I did say spirit. forbearance. Well, oh so. there it is. That's why you need me. That's why we complete each other. Body of Christ.
1: I'm the six. He's the seven. Um but as I was saying <laughs> uh we need two things like Jesus is saying uh the fruit that we're bearing is like the fruit of the spirit, right? So we need two things in order to bear that fruit. Number one is Jesus. We have to remain in him and through a relationship with Jesus is where we can produce that fruit. But the other thing is community, right? He says, um, a br- no branch can bear fruit by itself. And so we need our other branches, our other fellow Christians who we can talk to and who we can do community with to um, like help us produce good fruit because uh, it's kind of like, I feel like I've seen this in shows a bunch of times, but I don't know if it's like an actual saying it's like you ever see a guy like pick up a stick and break it and then he picks up like a bundle of sticks and he can't break it it's almost the same thing like you can be much more effective with a group of people who are all of the same mind and who are are like a brotherhood or sisterhood i don't know like a like a family together who are all working for the same goal as opposed to somebody who's um just working for themselves and so i think community jesus is saying how important it is to number one have a relationship with him going back to our relationship versus religion and how important relationship is but also that a community is a really powerful thing when it comes to christianity
0: yeah yeah and on top of bearing fruit like in terms of uh like the fruit of the spirit like jesus also calls us to bear fruit with our lives so like at the end of our lives, what shows, right? It, mm-hmm. Like, have we made an impact in other people's lives and not just the people that we're closest to? Like, what what is the story of your life when you pass away, when you die? Like, are you like just somebody that talked about Jesus to a few people? Were you somebody that only talked about Jesus in church? Did you bring other people closer to Jesus? Like, did you bring other people on the journey with you? Like, the fruit of your life isn't just the fruit of the Spirit either. I think Jesus calls us to bear fruit, and by that i think you know like we go back to our original calling to be disciples and to make disciples um so are we bringing other people along with us on the journey of following mm-hmm. jesus so yes the holy spirit is working in our lives and yes um like the father prunes us so that we bear more fruit but like not only are we bearing more fruit of the fruit of the spirit but we're bearing more fruit in terms of like the outcome of our lives like is god able to entrust us with what he gives us so if he gives you uh, a gift or a talent this is a whole another segue I didn't plan this on the notes at all but like if he gives you like going back to the parable of the gifts and the talents if God gives you something in your life what do you do with it yeah. you know like if he's called you to be creative or a you know like a creator of some sort of if God gave you really good financial skills, if you're really good at math, if you're really good at helping people, if you're really good at all these things, like what are you doing with what God give you? Are you multiplying it or are you being greedy and holding on? Mm -hmm. Because even in that parable, like you would be one of the people that is getting pruned and thrown into the fire and being thrown out because you're not producing fruit. You know, like God has done everything to give you what you need to succeed, to multiply and to continue to grow in giving him glory with your life. But if you're just holding on to those gifts, if you're not using those gifts, then what's the point, right? So like all of those things, I I 100% agree with you that we need to like bear the fruit of the spirit, but then also the fruit of bringing other people, making disciples and the fruit of cultivating your gifts and making sure that that multiplies.
1: Yeah, and I think real quick before we move on, I think there's also a little bit of maturity that goes into it, right? Because uh, you talk about, so God gives us gifts, right? He gives us, like, responsibilities, and he sees, like, what we do with those gifts, what we produce with those gifts, right? And so, and it's kind of like um, growing up, and I'm going to sound really hypocritical because I just got yelled at for this. But as a little kid, uh, my mom told me, clean the bathroom, right? so every week my job was to clean the bathroom that was my responsibility actually it was vacuuming but we'll stick with cleaning the bathroom so every week I would clean the bathrooms right and Some weeks I wouldn't do it, some weeks I did, and so I was really inconsistent. But as I grew up, I took that responsibility, and I got it done consistently. Every single week, I cleaned the bathrooms. Then, my parents added more responsibility, because i have shown the maturity to complete the responsibility they'd given me. So then it was mowing the lawn, or like cleaning up my room and stuff like that until now I have all of these different responsibilities because of the maturity maturity I have. And that's all work. So maybe it's not the perfect analogy, but God's almost the same way, right? He gives us gifts. He gives us opportunities and and, kind of sees what like And it's almost like tests or like opportunities to see what we'll do with it. Like, do we take it and do we just hold on to it and do nothing with it? Do we waste it and just not use it at all? Or do we multiply it and use it to bear fruit and to like expand the gospel and expand the word of God? And so I think, I don't know. Uh, Moving on. uh, Starting at. Wait, wait, wait. Because this.
0: No, no. Because I feel like this brings up like an interesting conversation because like. I, I think sometimes it's easy to, to look at what you have and minimize and and not understand the value of what you have and make excuses for not multiplying, right? So like, for example, um, one of the greatest tools that we have that we didn't have years ago is social media. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everything that you post has to be Christian, but think about the influence that you have or the influence you can have if you just started planting seeds like what would happen if you took your social media and you decided once a week i'm gonna post a bible verse and a thought to my instagram story or to my snapchat story and it doesn't matter who sees me it doesn't matter who judges me for it i'm going to plant a seed because this might start a conversation and it's easy to say well i don't have ten thousand followers i don't have 200 followers but like regardless You have a platform like uh, the the cool thing about social media, I think nowadays is and the bad thing is that everybody has a platform and everybody has people that they can influence. And what are Mm -hmm. you doing? Like, if you were to think about that, like, what are you doing with your influence? What are you doing with your friends at school? Like what? How are you leading them? What are you doing with your friends at work? What are you doing with your friends at wherever you might be, how are you cultivating your influence? How are you being responsible for what God has entrusted you in that aspect as well? Because it's so easy to say, well, I don't have this. I don't have this many followers. I don't have this. Um, And you can make excuses or you can say, but I'm going to be faithful to do this anyway. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you can, you can say, well, like I don't have 500 followers, but I've got 50 and, Out of those 50, maybe 20 are family members, maybe 15 are family members, but the rest are your friends or your peers. And you can say, well, you know what? I can even share this podcast. Shameless plug. Um, I can share this podcast and say like, hey, I really like listening to this. I, you know, like, or you can share a Bible verse or you can share whatever and start a conversation, you know, like you, Mm -hmm. you have so much of um, not ability, but potential to influence and you what if what if what if god you know like when you get to heaven and he's looking at you and he's you know like questioning you about like what you've done with the gifts that he's given you and he says i gave you social media and you never used it like you were silent amongst your friends and you were silent you know like with everybody else and you had social media where it didn't require you to not be shy all it required you to post something and you never did that either like Mm -hmm. what how did you think you were supposed to do this and and like one of my biggest fears is that I I get to heaven alone and that nothing that I've done with my life has led other people to want to follow. Nothing that I've done with my life has brought other people along with me. Mm -hmm. And, and I think at least for me, I think God will look at me and go like, what, like, what did you think your time on earth was for? Like, was it just for you to go and explore and see the mountains and beaches and, and, you know, like, you know, drink little pina coladas virgin on the beach with little umbrellas and, you know, like have a good time. Like, no, like, yes, I created you to enjoy all that stuff. But like, I created you to lead people towards me and, and, and to, you know, like point them in my direction. And you couldn't even do that on social media. You know, like that's, that was a side rant, but I thought yeah, you, that's you good. brought up an <laughs> interesting point.
1: Uh, so moving on, 15 minutes in, now going on verse 5. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, am the va- I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit.
0: Uh, We talked about this last week because this, we did talk about this last, or last episode, John 14, because. You know, we talked about love languages. And again, Jesus is saying, My love language is obedience. And so remaining in Jesus is about obedience and relationship. Um, Jesus remains in us through the work of the Holy Spirit, which we're going to touch on later uh, when he talks more about the Holy Spirit. But Jesus remains in us in community with us through the Holy Spirit. And the way that we remain in him is through relationship and obedience. As if we obey what he says, you know like then we have communion with him um and then at the same time as as we cultivate that relationship through obedience and through our relationship with the holy spirit then he bears good fruit in us that glorifies god
1: yeah if we're uh if we're talking about obedience i would like to just move on to the next section cuz it says as the starting in verse 9 as the father has loved me so i to lay down one's life or one's friends you're for, my, one's friends. for one's friends you're my friends if you do what i command i no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead i have called you I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give to you. This is my command. Love each other. I think this is really cool because this goes right back to the relationship versus religion episode that we have because this says both right jesus is emphasizing how much obedience means to him obeying his commandments and obeying like what he says he is making it explicitly clear of how much obedience means to him um he can't or we don't truly love jesus if we don't obey him hmm. but he also at the same times call same time calls us friends right he's god creator of the universe like Infinite holiness, infinite everything, like infinite knowledge, and he chooses to call us his friends. Like that's really incredible when you think about it, and like it's this balance between relationship and religion, where because he is holy and uh, creator of the universe and all, of, and like a being of infinite knowledge, like we are called to obey him. We are called to follow his commands and everything. Yeah but he still loves us unconditionally and he still calls us his friends. We're not his servants, we're not his slaves, we're not robots that were just designed to worship him. Like he gives us free will and he gives us grace and all of these things. And so it's the relationship in religion and I just think that's really cool. But we're also talking about obedience and this also kind of emphasizes what you were saying right before reading this about how much Jesus just loves obedience how important Hmm. it is to him
0: yeah verse 10 says if you keep my commands you remain in my love just as i have kept my father's commands and remain in his love so like for god obedience is part of the relationship religion is part of the relationship just like we like just like what you were saying but he relates it to say like you know like he his job is to point us back to God the Father constantly, and that's what he does, and he does it really well. Um, and the Holy Spirit points us back to Jesus and continues that relationship. So in Him being the uh, vine that we connect to, and us being the branches, like He's saying, like if you want to stay in Me, love Me, and the way that you love Me is that you obey Me. Yeah. Um. Because this is how I and and well, we're gonna get into this later, but actually, no, we're not. Yes, we are yes we are sorry keep reading yeah, yeah yeah all
1: right 18 if the world hates you keep in mind that it hated me first if you belong to the world it would love you as it as its own as it is you do not belong to the world but i have chosen you out of the world that is why the world hates you remember what i told you a servant is not greater than its master if they persecute it Persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates, hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of, my, of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that a lot of times Christians want to escape persecution today. And they mm-hmm. want to play woe is me when Jesus is like, woe is you. Uh, What are you talking about? You know, like I've told you that they're going to hate you because you love me and they hated me. So by association, they hate you. Um, And and I feel like people get so surprised when people don't like Christians because Mm we... Because we are called to be different, right? Like Jesus says at the beginning of this, you're not of this world. That's why the world doesn't like you. You're not like them. You don't share their thoughts, their opinions, their policies, their ideologies. You don't think the way they do. Like you have um, specific beliefs about A, B, and C, right? And so the world is not going to like you because you line up with me. And if like... I think it also serves as a cautionary if the world likes us too much. And I'm not saying that like you can't have friends that aren't Christians that love you because that is valu- those are valuable relationships. But if everybody agrees with what you say, you might not be saying the right things because the world certainly didn't agree with Jesus. For example, like when it came to marriage, Jesus took a hard stance. Mm-hmm. right when it came to loving your neighbor Jesus took a hard stance when it came to adultery Jesus took a hard stance like everything that Jesus did he didn't like leave gray areas it was black and white for him mm-hmm. um and so for us like if we if we draw too much of a great line just to get people to agree with us like are we are we compromising and are we trying to make sure that Oh, well, I just don't want the world to hate me. I just don't want pe- I want people to agree with me and get along. And but, like, is that worth it? When like Jesus said, no, no, no. Like if you remain in me, if you love me, if you follow me, the world is going to hate you. Like if you are genuinely in relationship with me, there's no way they're not going to hate you because they hated me. Like he promised it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, And I think currently I feel like, today's uh today's christians kind of think uh like we're meant to coexist with everybody else Mm. right we're supposed to like live and not really like push it too much like don't make anybody feel uncomfortable just kind of like almost lukewarm like yeah you believe what you want to believe i believe what i want to believe just kind of like mutual like respect and not saying respect is bad but i think As Christians, we need to be on the attack against sin. And I just want to be clear. Like when I say attack on sin, I don't mean... Hateful. Yeah, don't go attacking people. My favorite uh, argument for this is the way we see... uh, I think I talked about this in the last episode, but I'll just reiterate it. Like... The way we see Jesus interacting with sinners, what does that look like, right? Because when Jesus came up to sinners, he ate at their table, he had a conversation with them, and when he left, the sinner didn't go, you know what, like, that dude was so hateful that I'm gonna, like, I'm driven further away from God than I ever have. The, like, when Jesus left, nobody was like, I thoroughly hate myself, like, everybody hates me. No, like... They said, I'm like, despite my sin, I'm so loved by God. And like, they completely turned their life around. So how like we interact with people who are not of the same faith is so important because we're not supposed to be lukewarm, but we're not supposed to be just aggressive and forcing it on everybody. Right. And so like it takes, it takes practice. It takes time. It takes tact. Right. But I think we need to be very careful that we're not coexisting, that we're not being lukewarm and just letting people do what they want to do and not really be outspoken about anything in particular, but really taking a stance on what Jesus says is right and what Jesus says is wrong.
0: Yeah. Agree.
1: But not in a hateful way.
0: Yeah. Because it's easy. I think that's the, that's the odd way out, right? It's easy to be hateful. It is so much harder to be godly and, and loving and like, this is the one thing where where like John, when he introduces Jesus in John chapter one, he says that Jesus came and he was full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. And he was uncompromising in both. Right. And he showed grace to everybody, but he spoke truth to everybody. And for people that didn't want to hear the truth that like they revolted against Jesus and think of the Pharisees. And he says this like people did not know me and they didn't like me because they don't know my father and I came and revealed my father and that wasn't good enough for them so they despised me even more. Like he's talking about the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. um, But to the people that were shunned by the Pharisees and pushed away from God because of their sins by the Pharisees, like you said, Jesus sat down and talked with them and, and they all of a sudden dropped everything that they were doing like, like Zacchaeus, like the woman at the well, like um, oh that was a Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, like um, the blind beggars, like the lepers that Jesus came across, mm-hmm. like all of these people that had encounters with Jesus that were turned away by everybody else. They had a moment with him and they walked away completely different. Yeah. And and they they walked away knowing that, like, hey, like I'm accepted by God. Mm -hmm. um and i and i need to turn my life around yeah they go hand in hand also real quick um going back a little bit when jesus gives a command us a command for us to love each other it's important to know that he's talking specifically to his disciples then and his disciples now like he's not he's not trying to have a kumbaya moment like you were saying with coexisting he's saying like because he qualifies it by saying this is how the world we're no- will know you are mine by how you love each other. And so I think as Christians, we need to do a better job of loving each other. Mm-hmm. We need to be better at um, being there for one another, of praying for one another, of walking alongside one another, of supporting one another, of calling each other out in love, but also like genuine Being that family that God has created us to be, so our that that challenge and a command to love each other and love one another. Like you can you can expand it. Yes, we're supposed to love everybody, but Jesus is being specific to his disciples loving each other and uh you know like that 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 counts in real life that counts on facebook where people i see people getting into arguments all the time and i've been guilty of getting into arguments on facebook um and you know like in person and settling disputes like there is so much that goes on where we're called to love each other if we're arguing and bickering and being hateful on the internet because i believe this and you believe that and if we're and if we're at odds with each other all the time because we just believe different things like and we can't love each other as christians what is the world supposed to see Mm -hmm. how are they supposed to see jesus at all because then we just look divided where jesus says the world will know that you are mine by how you love each other so we need to step up as christians
1: yeah and then uh that's pretty much uh the end of the chapter but then This is like a whole Marvel movie because we get a little like teaser. Oh, I'm talking really close to the mic. We're getting a little like teaser trailer because Jesus says, uh, starting in 26, just two verses, uh, when the advocate comes, talking about the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father. He will testify about me and you also must testify for you have been with me from the beginning. And this is a little teaser because he really gets into the role of the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is in the next chapter, which we'll cover in the next episode. But for now, uh, I think what Jesus is saying is he's like he's just setting up the purpose of the Holy Spirit. He wants to make abundantly clear to his disciples that like the helper, the advocate, the Holy Spirit is here like to help. It's, a, it's supposed to be like a guiding mechanism for when Jesus isn't here yeah but we really get into that in the next episode so stay tuned for that uh like subscribe especially subscribe if you want to check out the next episode where we go into the holy spirit um follow us on social media instagram TikTok, tac facebook
0: facebook linkedin
1: marketplace um yeah yeah, it's all the all the places. Um, buy some merch.
0: Check us out on YouTube if you actually want to watch us talk. Yeah, we promise. Uh, I'm
1: looking super fly today. I have a cool jacket on.
0: <laughs> Shameless plug for Rowan's outfit.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> did you rethink that as soon as you did it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you
1: did. If you want to know what I rethunk. Watch the YouTube. Watch the YouTube video. And like it. Also, yep. um, download on Spotify. It helps kind of promote the episode. Just kind of gets us uh, out there. It's some form of feedback. Um, Spotify sees that and pushes it out to more people if uh, they see people interacting with it. So. Exactly. Download. Otherwise, have a great day, my lucky charms.
0: Oh. That was a good one. Yeah. Chip, 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 cheerio! All right, well, we'll see you in two weeks, folks. Enjoy the time in between now and then. Uh, Hopefully, it stays warmer. You are warmer than it is here, where it's talking to our oh, it's 64 degrees. degrees. Talking to our Florida, (laughs) Florida, Florida, Georgia, line. (laughs) Yeah. All right, y'all. Take care. We love you. Peace. Kisses at them. Oh, wow. I got that one on
1: camera,
0: too. And in the audio. You
1: gotta cut that one out. (laughs)